child and adolescent mental health disorders 60% with depression and 80% with anxiety. I just felt kids. numb to the kids world. being bullied, sometimes to It death. seems the passage of time has only made bullying worse. I've seen a lot of bullying happen. This is an issue that touches just about every family There's just a constant country. pressure, I guess, with everybody. It takes a lot of guts to talk about this. Welcome to Teen Talk, a podcast platform by teens for teens, where we have a chance to be heard. That's right. Real teens talking about real life, meeting teenagers where we are, and engaging in real conversations with each other and for each other. Our moderator is Jason Hopkins, president and CEO of National Alliance on Mental Illness, Arapahoe and Douglas Counties. He's also the president and founder of The Connection Project. We will explore the topics that matter most to teens today. It is a podcast for teens, by teens, proudly sponsored by Jade Recovery and Mountain High Appliance. Our goal is to meet you where you are and reinforce that you are not alone. We will discuss relevant topics, share personal stories, and inspire hope. Today I'm with a group of teens to talk about a topic that we hear about frequently but rarely discuss with any added context, bullying. Bullying is often overlooked and stays hidden in the shadows. It can incite shame and stigma for those affected with long-term and lasting effects. According to StopBullying.gov, there is some key information to share. Statistically, one in three students have been bullied. The most common types of bullying are verbal and social bullying. Our goal today is to learn from teens about how bullying impacts them, hopefully to educate and enlighten others about what to look for and inspire action to prevent future bullying. Welcome. Thank you for your willingness to participate in this valuable conversation about a topic that needs more positive attention. As we get started, do you all believe that bullying is a problem? Yes. Yes. Love that. So why is bullying a topic we should be talking about now? Don't know. <laughs> well, I think that it's very common and people don't recognize how common it is. And it's kind of pushed aside a lot. And I think that it's important to bring it like to center stage and show more people that it's happening still. And it's a huge issue. Absolutely. I agree. I think that bullying has more effects than people really realize. And people don't necessarily think it happens as much as it did. Oh my gosh. Happens as much as it does, so we need to bring more attention to it. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree with everything they said, just how bullying can cause so many different things to happen. Um, Like it could lead up to suicide like it has so many times. And we just need to try and put an end to it so people don't need to worry about what people are saying, so there's no drama or anything going on like that. You're so right about that. So when I was doing some research for this, what I had learned was – Statistically, they say that bullying starts in middle school. When did you guys first notice or experience bullying? I feel like it becomes more prevalent in middle school, but I definitely had some experiences in elementary school like okay. growing up when I was little. So so it started even younger. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like in even elementary school, I feel like it happens a little more often, I would say. And then once it gets to high school, middle school, it's more like the kids try to hide it and they're just more discreet about it, but it's worse. Okay. I never personally experienced bullying in elementary school, but I did see other people experiencing it. And so it was definitely there, but I think it did become more like, like you said, like prevalent and common in middle school. Okay. Anything? Uh, No. So why do you think that kids bully each other? Um, I feel like sometimes it's to maybe look cool. Like in middle school, it's um, being with like the more popular group and excluding maybe one of your good friends you've been hanging out for a long time who doesn't have money or just is not good at a sport, so you'll hang out with the other people too and exclude your good friend. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have something to add to that? 
Um, I think sometimes kids, especially in like middle school, think it's funny. Um, and they don't really realize they're doing it when sometimes they're like hitting a topic with someone who like they think it's funny, but that person is like really. So they may think they're joking around when really it becomes something that's mean spirited. Yeah. You all agree with that? I yes. Yeah. yeah. So what we learned in, in my research is that the most common types of bullying um, usually are social and uh, verbal. Have you guys witnessed things being different? Um, do you see physical bullying or is it normally in social groups or is it something that's, you know, said in the hallway between classes or how do you witness it the most? A lot of the times it's in person, but I think even more so it happens online a lot, which it's it's tough because it's harder to hide when it's online, but it does happen in person, which is I think it's I think it's tougher to deal with when it's in person, but it's more common online. Which is interesting because when I was when I was studying up on this, um, bullying online is like one of the lowest forms of bullying that there is reported which was surprising to me. Would you guys agree that that's uh, that online or social media bullying is, is pretty prevalent today? I would agree. So I would think so. Like it was more prevalent when I was like growing up, like in middle school, okay. I feel like I used to see it a lot more than I do now just because there was like a lot of forms of social media where you could be like anonymous and stuff. But now like there's more ways to figure out who, who it is and who you're talking to. But I feel like I definitely used to see it a lot more when I was like in middle school, not so much now. So would you say that now that it's less secretive, perhaps, that it's it's maybe not as, as commonplace? I don't know. I think that's a tough question because I think that bullying does happen a lot in person as well. But, yeah, I guess so, I would say. Can any of you give me examples of some types of bullying that you've seen or experienced yourselves? I feel like um, degrading one another is a really big topic, especially with, like, People in high school, when they play sports or if they're in the same class and they want to be better than each other, um, they try to put one each other, like one another down so that they make themselves feel like they're higher, like the hierarchy. Would you all agree with that? Yes. Anything else to add? Other types of bullying that you've seen or experienced? Come on, guys. (laughs) Dig deep. Um, definitely in the schools of hall, like the high school hallways, I see a lot of, you know, just like the girls in the bathrooms are like, you know, just like talking behind other people's backs. And it's like, you want to say something, but you also don't want to get involved in other people's business. And do you think it's more common in certain types of groups or is it pretty common among any group or clique? I feel like there's so many cliques in high school that it's like bound to happen that like you talk bad about other people, but, um, predominantly like I feel like for me, it was like a certain group of people, but like, you know, everybody does it. There's nothing like stopping anybody else from doing it, if right. that makes sense. So, you know, one of the things that we've really been studying as we've as we've built this Teen Talk series was social media and how social media has goods and bads and, you know, everything in between and how we can use it positively or negatively. Um, we've established here today that social media perpetuates bullying, but, you know, when somebody uses social media or an online tool to bully somebody, how does that normally happen? Is it, you know, making fun of a picture they've posted or something that they've posted? Or is it, um, how does it happen? Well, just from personal experience, I found that it's more one person talking to 
another person online about somebody not involved in that conversation, but it's still taking place based on that their social media presence. So it's basically gossip. Yeah. And then it ends up being mean-spirited, yeah. and then it turns hurtful. And in your experience, how does that get back to the other person? Does somebody ultimately tell them that so-and-so is talking about them? Yeah, just friends, and it'll eventually get back. Like, it's kind of inevitable. Right. So you're the guy here. Tell us, Tell us. do you witness the same thing among your, your guy friends? or? Um, I would say most guys do it more in person okay. than online. Um, like, who's the strongest and will, like, uh, pick on the little guy and just pick on whoever's the smallest or the weakest or just whatever. Um, but I definitely say there's um, a lot of social, too. Um, just, like, showing off what you're really good at. Like, I feel like Instagram and Snapchat, all those are used to either show off your money and just what you're doing and, like, showboating. So a lot of competition set up. Yeah. And do you all find that that's pretty consistent in high school? I mean, is that most of your friends do it or is it there's a few key people that do it or is it kind of commonplace for people to engage in that at some point? Well, I think everything is very competitive in high school and especially within certain groups or clubs, it's very, it can get very competitive and it's pretty consistent all across the board, but there are people that compete less, I guess, and it kind of makes for a better environment. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. Like, I feel like, like most people, if not everyone does that, um, tries to like compete and see like, you know, who's better, who has more money, like all of those different things. But there are definitely people who like try to stay away from that and don't mind as much because like, like money doesn't like, it isn't who you are. Like a bunch of the stuff that's for show isn't who you are. So a lot of people like to stay out of that. Um, But there definitely are people that participate in that more than others. Okay. So you guys bring this up in an interesting way. Um, A lot of what we've just talked about is really based on the framework of being competitive or, um, you know, being better at excelling at something that somebody else isn't. How do you differentiate between competition and bullying? Is there a difference? You know, at what point does it become bullying versus just being competitive teenagers? Um, I feel like the bully really comes in when they're involving other people like directly into it. So if they're calling people out or, you know, just like specifically having one person involved with them that they're trying to, you know, target or put down is when it becomes a bullying problem. And so obviously, you know, we've had a lot of, of school tragedy this this last year and in recent years. How do you think that this sort of environment of competition or bullying contributes to people um, maybe ending up mentally unwell? Or does it? I think just because there has been so many more suicides, like not just this year, but like recently, um, it is kind of like a mousetrap effect, like if – you could say that. So I know I've experienced at my school, one person had committed suicide and he was bullied. And from there on, multiple people that I knew committed suicide. And it had never been like a really big problem in my life that I ex- had experience with like people I knew. But once one person did it, then it just kind of kept going. So what do you think was different about him being bullied? Was it more severe than other cases you see or 
He wasn't as resilient, perhaps, to deal with what was going on. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I personally just think he was less willing to share with other people that he was being bullied. He was very, like, he wanted his picture to other people, like, for him to be, like, strong, like, a strong person. And he felt like, personally, I felt that he thought if he told other people that he was being bullied or you know, his friends that they would think, oh, well, he's just like, you know, being a baby or he's over He's like making this dramatic or making it something that's not. Or being perceived as weak. Yeah. So do you think that that problem is the same with with guys as it is with girls? I do not. Uh, I believe more guys want to hide their emotions okay. um, because guys are supposed to be this strong, masculine, don't cry, don't um, just – be the tough guy in the family or be the tough guy in your friend group where I feel like girls are more open to each other. Um, like I know me and my friends always like talk about how girls just go up to each other and say like, I love you and give each other hugs. And we're like, if a guy ever did that, it'd be weird. Like <laughs> you'd be, you could be called names, you call gay. And it's just like, it's not right for a guy to do that as a um, stereotype. So showing emotion is weak for guys to do. Yes. Okay. Would you all agree with that's what you've experienced and seen? Yeah, I feel like it definitely depends on the person, though. Like, I feel like a lot of the time people are like, um, like, divide people as like women and male, and like, it like some females are like really similar to males, so they'll have that same mindset. And same with like guys, so girls. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it just depends on the person, like all around. So I guess the question is: is whether you've experienced it or your um, you've seen it in somebody else. Are you guys willing to do something about it? What What might you do? Would you reach out to that person? Would you tell somebody to stop or do you go along with it? Well, I feel like it's a lot easier to speak with the person who's being bullied rather than the person who is bullying or an adult because like, it's just easier to connect and help them through this. Whereas if you go and talk to the bully or talk to an adult, like, nothing's guaranteed, I guess. And you can't guarantee that anything's going to stop or anything's going to happen. And you Or may also, not make it worse, even. Yeah, you, and also you personally don't want to get bullied by that right. person just by speaking in that way. So there's a real fear culture around the fear of being bullied if you speak out. Yeah, I think it's easy to just, like, let it happen because you don't want to be the one to say anything. You don't want to be the one to have backlash from it. But I think it's important to speak out against it, even though, like like you said, there is no guarantee. Um, just because you never know, like, what position people are in, you know. The bully could be in a, a hard position at home, and that's usually, like, how we see most bullies is that they do it because they want to feel better or anything like that. And you don't know, like, what the person's going through who is getting bullied. But, like, you always want to check in on that person, check in on everybody and make sure they're good. That's great. And, and my research tells me that statistically most people that bully were bullied or are being bullied. Um, would you say that you've witnessed that? Yeah. So as you've gotten older, I mean, you all are in high school now. Have you noticed the types of bullying escalating or are they about the same? Is it, do we focus on different things as we get older or not really? I feel like with girls, um, they definitely try to target each other's bodies more than anything else. Um, Just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of women feel like they need to have, you know, the perfect body and the perfect shape and the perfect Instagram page. They can't look, like, bigger than another girl in one of their pictures. And 
I feel like a lot of the time they just target each other like in that direction to make them feel better. So we're not really building each other up. Would you say it's the same with guys? Uh, yeah. Um, like being muscular and all that like is very important. I feel like to most guys, um, just not uh, being like the skinny kid who's not good at anything. Okay. So really, we have a culture of we're shaming each other. Even if we're friends, we're shaming each other. So what's the difference then about, you know, comparing myself to your Instagram page and making maybe making some comments about you having an off day? Um, when does it go from me being maybe a critical friend to being a bully? Um, I think, like, when I think of friends talking about a picture together, they're more, like, not discreet, but, like, kinder about the way that they say it. They're not like, oh, like, you look fat in that, don't post that. <laughs> okay. It's more of like, oh, like, well, this picture looks better than this one, or you look really good in this picture. Um, whereas in, like, my experience, it comes to be bullying when it's, like, people who either you don't know or aren't as close with come in and are just, like, trash-talking you for no reason at all. And it's in front of, like, lots of people. I feel like is when it comes bullying too. Um, I just feel like if it happens continuously and you're starting to notice it because they say stuff over and over again, um, but like not necessarily like constructive criticism, but things that like are a backhanded compliment or something like that. If it happens over and over again, I feel like that's when it um, becomes to the point of bullying. It's not just them trying to help you or them trying to. So it becomes more mean spirited. Yeah. What do you think about that among guys? Um, I don't know. I mean, just guys are particularly just, I feel like it depends on the type of guy you're also working with. Like if he's a jock or a nerd, just, um, I feel like generally, um, jocks are the bully, but in my experience, it's some of them try and actually help with the situation. Uh, just all the people I've known in sports and stuff like that. Um, but it just kind of depends on the person you're working with. So what you're telling me today really is there's no one profile of person that could be bullied or is a bully. I mean, it's happening in whether you're a jock or a nerd or any sort of group, it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we talked about this earlier and, and I think you summarized what you may feel comfortable, um, doing, which sounds like talking to that person directly to see if you can help them versus going to the bully. Are there other steps that people could take if they're in this situation or they're experiencing it in a friend or a loved one? You know, do you talk to a, a teacher or a parent or a trusted adult? I always feel like it's harder to talk to adults about it because I feel like not a lot of them want to do something about it. I don't know, just from like my experiences and from like seeing it, they don't, do a lot about it because you know like kids will be kids like we're just growing up like trying to find our way in the world that's how we're going to act but it's not necessarily like that so I just find it's hard to talk to certain people about it especially if they're like older and they're adults um just because you don't like it's never guaranteed you never know what they're going to do right y'all have any thoughts on that I feel like it's very important to have like a trusted adult that's not a parent but it's very difficult to find that trusted adult, which is why I think so many people don't talk about bullying with adults is they don't have somebody. And, like, I'm lucky enough to have 
like at least one teacher that I trust enough to tell them about what's going on in my life. And other people don't have that. And so they keep everything inside because I know personally, like sometimes I can't trust my parents with these things because they will either overreact or say that I'm overreacting. And it's just difficult to talk to parents, but you just need somebody who you know you can trust and it's hard to find. Okay. So if you guys were to witness somebody that you care about being bullied or even somebody that you maybe don't even know and you recognize that they were in crisis or struggling, what would you do? Personally, um, I go to that person if I know that, if I like know them. Um, and it doesn't mean like when I say I know them, it doesn't mean that I have to be friends with them. Right. I just like know who they are in general. If I have some like way of contacting them, then contact. Um, but personally, I don't like going to my parents or like school faculty at all because um, I feel like especially with schools, they just like to, you know, point out the issue and make sure people's parents know that they pointed out the issue. And then it just drops because they don't really care about it. Um, so there's no follow through. So that, and, that that creates this culture of you not wanting to do anything. Yeah, yeah. And the one time, like, like personal from personal experience, I've, like, talked to a faculty member at my school about some fight that was going on. And I, like, somehow, like, people found out that I, quote, unquote, like, snitched on the fight or whatever. And I just got, like, targeted for that. So I was like, I'm not doing, like, what's the point of that? So you tried to do the right thing, and then you ended up in the hot seat. Yeah, and then in elementary school especially, we had, like, those, like, specific teachers who would come in and, like, teach you about bullying and what you should do. And, like, they always said, go to a teacher. Go to someone who you, like, trust. And the one time I do that, like, it just backfires. So that that certainly wasn't good advice in your case. Yeah. Would you all agree? Have you had similar experiences? I would agree. I just feel like there's not a lot of comfortability going to like someone like especially for me, like going to someone at my school. I just feel like they won't do anything about it. And then you'll just get in trouble with like other kids because you're the one that snitched on them or you're the one that made it a bigger issue than it needed to be necessarily. So I guess I'm thinking of a more extreme case. Like if if, if I'm being bullied and you recognize that I'm really struggling and say perhaps you think that I may have some suicidal ideations or uh, may want to hurt myself. What do you do in those situations? I've had experience with that with a friend, and I've went to their parents before um, and specifically told their parents to try not to use my name or tell that friend that I told them because you know, I didn't want them to get mad or upset or feel like I, like, betrayed them. Yeah, yeah. And so that seemed to work really well, actually. But Would you all feel comfortable telling a trusted adult in a situation like that? Yes. Yeah. So any thoughts on, on another avenue, if it weren't going to their parents, something else that you might do to be a support to them in that situation? Well, I think it's very important to just let people know that, like, you're there for them and, like, whatever happens, you're going to be there for them. And although there are some people that that, does, that won't do anything for, you never know. And so I think just having another person to talk to and to, like, be with is very important. Yeah, I think that's helpful. Any thought about about the guys and experiencing that? What you might do? Um, so I actually have some experience with this. 
Um, so I've gone through some depression and things like that. Okay. Um, and my friends have actually done like that. They just comforted me and just told me, like, it's going to be okay. We're here for you. Um, and I know they're genuine because I've known them since I was just a young kid. Um, but it's hard because it's you don't know if they're going to tell, but you know they were, they're doing the right thing no matter right. what they do, if they say, if they don't. Um, but I just feel like you always have to have that one, two people that you can just talk to about anything, um, uh, without worry, like no matter the situation. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so do you feel like in that situation, them talking to you, did it end up being helpful for you? Yeah, it definitely did. Just knowing that they're there for me, no matter what, um, was a big help. So how comfortable would the rest of you feel if you were struggling with something to reach out or if you felt like you had been bullied in a situation to reach out to somebody else? Like he was saying, like you have that like one or two people you know you can trust and go to. So my avenue would be going to those one or two people first, you know, just seeing like um, like seeing how much support they give and how much love they give back to me when I need it in the times, like in those darkest times, that would be my avenue to go to. Right. Like, if it was happening to me, I feel like I would be a lot more comfortable going to friends and peers rather than adults. Okay. So I think it's very important to have, uh, like, like those people that you can trust that aren't adults, but they will still like, help you through it and know what to do, I guess. So you bring up a good point, and you all have pretty much corroborated the fact that you would go to your friends or your peer group first. You know, for parents that were listening or adults that were listening – what could they do that might be helpful in this situation? If they needed to know something, what do you wish they knew? If if somebody were going to report to them or you were going to report to them and they often overreact, um, what might they do differently? How can we help them learn? I guess it's important to not make like the kid feel guilty or anything and just make them feel supported instead of saying, well, obviously there's something wrong with you or obviously you did something wrong. So not blame you. Yeah, no blame. Okay. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. The blame. And then also, like you said, a lot of people, like a lot of parents overreact. So not like exactly acting like it's normal, but like, because there's obviously like a problem, but just kind of being relaxed about talking about it and not making it like an uptight, like anxiety filled conversation, I guess. Right. So just more conversational unless, oh my gosh, I got to do something to fix it. Yeah. Because a lot of times you're not even asking somebody to help fix it. You just want to talk about it, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what help fixes it the most, I and right. I personally think, is just talking to someone about it. So if your parents were able to not necessarily overreact, I'm going to use that word again, um, would you feel more comfortable talking to them? I definitely would. I think I'd feel a little more comfortable, yeah. Okay. So we got we got some overreactive parents in this group, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So along the same lines, what do you think that what should schools know? I mean, I know schools get a bad rap for, you know, teaching you one thing and then doing another and then you don't want to use look at them as trusted officials anymore. And I think schools are in a difficult place because they want to do something to fix it, but to try to find a one size fits all to fix it is challenging. What do you think schools could do to stop a problem like bullying or to recognize how how to deal with it differently? Well, things are just so much different now than they were when, like, teachers and faculty were when they were in school. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for them to get educated on what's happening now and, like, new methods and new 
like avenues for bullying. Okay, so really, you know, adapting to this world of technology that we have. Yeah. Anything else to add to what schools might do differently? I used to just be upset with schools in general for like not ever helping us like learning to cope. Like they talk about like what to happen after like bullying or tragedy, but they don't like or like during, I guess, but like not afterwards. Like how do you heal from this? How do you move forward? Like how do you become a positive person and feel better? Like how how do we move on from this? So can you give us an example of if they were to teach something? To me, it feels like a life skill. Mm -hmm. If they were to teach some sort of life skills class, what would be helpful? I just feel like coping mechanisms, just because I know a lot of people that um, resort to drugs or violence or like different things to help them get through this hard time that they're having. But other than that, it's more important to know that like there's people there to support you and like actually give like have those people readily available, not just for like one day or a couple days, like every single day, like making sure like you'll be okay, if that makes sense. And like just teach people how to how to be better, how to how to resolve conflicts, how to how to move on from things. So life skills. Yes. So do you guys feel comfortable talking to guidance counselors or SROs? I've become more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I personally don't feel comfortable um, personally, and I've heard of, like, stories that people say they've gone to counselors or, you know, just like school counselors, and then they report them to, you know, either a hospital or they talk to their parents about stuff that they might over-dramatize. If that's and nice. teens never tell a dramatic story, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, um, especially with, like, this topic, I feel like teens try to make it feel like it's not as bad as it is because they don't want to be, you know, called, like, the victim. Mm. So really it still is an us versus them conversation. Yeah. You know, teens not seeing adults as trusted helpers in this situation. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Do you have some thoughts? We're on radio. They can't hear you shaking your head. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, this was fantastic today. Is there anything else that um, we haven't touched on that you think we should touch on or let people know that might be listening on the topic of bullying? Personally, um, I just feel like people start like people focus bullying on, you know, teen to teen or kid to kid or whatever. But um, I've had experiences where it's like parent to child which like people think oh that's just like you know abuse and stuff but like it is bullying and i feel like people like parents don't realize it when they're doing it too which kind of makes it worse but that's just have you all experienced that i would say so yeah i think i have friends that have yeah so definitely one of those things that parents don't realize sometimes the things that they're saying or doing maybe well-meaning to be helpful, actually are not. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that we haven't touched on today that we should? Well, guys, I want to thank you for coming. Um, This was a fantastic conversation, and uh, keep doing the great work you're doing.
Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling or in crisis, please contact Colorado Crisis Services. They can be reached by text at 38255 or by phone at 844-493-8255. For a complete list of resources, visit 1043thefan.com, cozy101.com, or kygo.com and click on Mental Health Awareness located under the Strengthening Families page. The Team Talk Podcast is presented by the Public Affairs and News Department of Bonneville, Denver. Please don't text and drive.